Summer Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everyone out in the DC Universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 131. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Check out all the other great shows associated with the network by heading on over to BYF, clicking that podcast drop down, and giving everyone a listen. I am your host, the senior contributor to Batman on Film from the other side of the Hudson River. I am Peter Arvara, and today we're recording on October 19th, 2023. And as always, we have a good show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review the show on iTunes and we read your review on air, you just want to straight out of Gotham prize packs, so please get on over to iTunes and start reviewing those things like Rotten Tomatoes. Now, let me introduce my partner in crime, the man who took Pamela Voorhees to prom in 1957. Ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Long Island, the stud himself, Eric Goldsman. Wow, Pete. Pamela Voorhees, huh? <laughs> she was a dish back in the day. She was a Hello dish. there. Hello there. But uh, some you. people say lately she's kind of lost her head. I need to have go. the I need to have the drum roll. I thought sounds. you had it. I thought you had it available. <laughs> no, I don't have that one. I have to get that one. Ugh, holes my right. fault. My fault. Uh, but yes, before she went psycho. I <laughs> maybe you're the reason she went psycho. She got a little bit of that Holzman D, and she was like, I need it. You know what? In my history, I would not deny it. That's that it. Might be very That's possible. That, that <laughs> might, told you, you put this long reason. in Long Island. <laughs> you mean the long? <laughs> it could go either way, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you, Holzman. I know. What a crazy, what a crazy and an adventurous life. Apparently, I've led. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got to get it in. All right, yeah, so 131. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. I know, man. I know. I think about it every time we record an episode. I'm like, wow, we're really up to this this many. We've gotten this far. This far. But it's a... All because Steve Helm keeps listening to us. Yeah, him. He's probably the one, the one fan that keeps us going. Yeah. And Reno, of course. Reno. Reno's in Europe right now. Yeah, he's in um he's in France. So yeah, apparently they don't want to talk to Reno because he speaks funky French. <laughs> yeah, he speaks. They have different. I guess they have different opinions on French Canadians than yeah than their right. So yeah, so they're like, oh, he's like, oh, me Reno, yeah, it's from French Canada. They're like, oh, you're from Canada, you're not real French Canada. <laughs> and he's like, no, we see, we talk exactly the same. See, look me, see you say. And they're like, no, get away from me. I need my croissant, please go away, go back to North America, you loser. Go watch your hockey. <laughs> and Reno's like, oh, me no like it here. Me go back to French Canada. It's beautiful, Montreal. Yes, yes. He probably won't hear this till the flight home. So yeah. <laughs> we have time but uh but yeah um speaking of steve he's he he wants to do something with us so we gotta uh, we'll work on that as well uh also our contest winner andrew mm. uh we're trying to hammer down i think we're gonna do next on the 29th we're gonna record 
our episode with him, guys. So we haven't forgot. It's not like we're welching on our our <laughs> our prize. Uh, Andrew will be on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out um, the exact date and time, and then what logistics. Exactly, what exactly we will uh, discuss? Uh, you know, maybe do we want to do something special because we have a different? You know, we should we should we should discuss all of Eric's feats of greatness. No, that that he would have to have a uh, that would require some homework. I would assume <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. I don't want to scare the guy. I don't want to scare him away. So uh, that would be too much. But yeah, guys, we you know all that stuff is definitely on uh, out there. We're planning on it. Uh, I apologize for the uh, the lack of shows. Um, I feel like this time it's been my fault. So I just want to put that out there. I'm not. We're not going anywhere. I've just been busy and I really haven't had the time. In other words, he's been getting it in. That's not it at all. I wish that was the reason why, but that's not it. That's not it at all. Uh, but no, it's just, it's been me. So it, we don't worry. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. And as always, we have a, a good show plan for you. Some of the information might be a little bit older, but we want to get to it anyway, because we feel like our takes are the best takes. So that's what we're doing. We have a lot of news to get run through, so let's get into it because yeah, yeah, let's, get, let's get it in. It's been a while, like we haven't talked in a while, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's been you know, like three weeks, like stained. It's been a while. Oh so, God, <laughs> stained, stained or Creed? What do you like better? Oh, hmm. you're bringing me back. I have to start thinking. Well, um, you're, you're a big, you're a big music guy lately. So. I am. I'm a big. No, I am a big music fan. So yeah, yeah. Except um, for the Beatles because they're overrated. They are a little, little overrated. Uh, appreciate their con- contributions to music. I understand their place in music history. I just think that they're a little overrated, but that's my opinion. Um, Creed or Stain, though, I have to say, when Creed was out, I did like them. Uh, so I'm not going to be one of those people like, no, I never liked Creed. No, I did. I'm not. I did when they first came out. I was a fan. Uh, but With arms I, wide open. I'd probably, I probably like stained better. Uh, just cause it's more in line with the type of music I, I listen to. So depressing, so. <laughs> <laughs> depressing. Stained is very depressing music. Well, Creed has, 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 has a slightly religious type feel to their music, right? Like they're yeah. very, so, but. I wouldn't say they're a Christian band, but they definitely, his influences growing up definitely influenced their music. So I like both. I did, I did, but Stained was probably more what I listened to, I guess. That's funny. I don't know. But someone we've been listening to a lot lately uh, is James Gunn. He's been very, very vocal about a lot of different things. A lot of, obviously he has uh, a lot going on with running an entire studio. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as we also know, it there's a lot of pressure on him to deliver because of how DC has basically been a mess. Uh, but he did introduce something during the mess, and that will be continuing. And of course, that's Peacemaker. I think that's something that we all love, a show that we all uh, love, which is a weird one in a lot of ways because the character in, in the Suicide Squad, I mean, it was great, but I would never have guessed we would get a show based on, <laughs> based on yeah. that character, right? I, and but, I didn't really like like him that I, I I enjoyed John Cena's take, but I never thought like it would propel him myself to uh, a, a show, especially one that was as good as it was. Like it was just kind of everything about it was just shocking and surprising. To be honest, it was, and he is writing season two, so 
Uh, that is one thing. He said he was going to keep some stuff that worked, and I had a feeling that something that he did that worked, he would definitely keep. <laughs> so he did. Uh, he's writing it. Obviously, it will return um, John Cena. Uh, we know Amanda Waller will be back, uh, and we know she's getting her own show too. Viola Davis is getting a show, Waller. We know that one's coming, so it's another thing off of Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad that they're keeping. And of course, if you have Viola Davis in something, you kind of want to keep her around so that's another thing but yeah um he's writing still uh peacemaker season two so i wonder if peacemaker is going to be in superman legacy yeah i mean that's something you could probably <laughs> probably guess since we know a lot of other characters will be in it uh that's another thing that you know could probably he's writing them mind. both at the same time so it's very interesting that's true he is you know so so and he confirmed that, yes, it's part of the new DC universe. So then you're kind of like, well, what exactly is is it going to be about? Do we have to forget season one? What are they? Con- what's the connection there? You know, that's kind of kind of something that hit my head, too. When I read I'm this. just wait and see mode, really. Well, yeah, I'm tired of like just playing this mind guessing game. Like, <laughs> I don't care at this point. Just I, all I care about is what's on the screen. So let's uh, let's give me something to watch. I agree. And he's and he's saying like it's okay to be confused because we haven't seen anything yet. So used since 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a very very good so, point because yes, it's been confusing since that since the very first or how do I put this? The very first screw up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I could 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 say it. Uh, because BVS kind of is where everything went left, and that is the greatest film of all time, Eric. Hey, for some people it is, and if that's your take, then more power to you. I do not agree. That's okay. I've heard it's the Empire Strikes Back of uh, of comic book movies. You've heard that? I've heard that. Who has said that? People on the internet. <laughs> that says a mouthful right there. You know that. <laughs> People have said it. I heard it. I've seen it. Well, I again, I don't agree. But how do we always? How does something always get turned back to that movie? It doesn't matter. The greatest movie of all time. Oh boy, it's cherry. Eat it. Well, it's cherry. Eat it. What? Well, I don't have the Jolly Rancher, so I had to tell you to eat it. Ah, okay. You're talking about Lex. My fault. Sorry, it was a little slow on the pickup there, but I, I got gotcha you. Someone watch BBS Weekly. <laughs> my fault. That movie's been out of my head for a little while. My, my, I apologize. <laughs> Someone doesn't watch cinema. <laughs> mm, debatable. Anyway, uh, something that still is from the old regime, has yet to be released, but is coming, of course, is Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um, again, every, I've been to the movies a few times, uh, recently and seeing the trailer again on the big sheet. I'm still excited for it, by the way. Uh, I don't care what it has to do with anything going forward. I'm going to go see that movie as a sequel to the first one and enjoy it. That's my plan. I assume that's your plan as well. Yeah, um, man, I'm, I'm pumped. I like the trailer. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But apparently someone did not have a good experience, um, on the set and I'm talking about Amber Heard. Now, there was a story that broke probably a couple weeks ago now that um, 
there was documents released from her therapist. I don't understand because I'm always under the assumption that's privileged information. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that counts for court orders. Right. But I don't, this wasn't something that some, I heard like fans got them to. Apparently you could pay to have it released. Like they paid for it. Uh, Again, I don't understand how that happens, but in it, she talked to her therapist and she said things like Jason Momoa wanted her fired and he'd show up to the set drunk. Um, and then obviously that's been refuted back and forth. Uh, James Wan wasn't nice to her on the set. Like all of this, all this information came. Huh? Whatever. To be really honest, if that's all going on, I I don't really care. She got paid a huge chunk of money to probably work a job she hates. Meanwhile, I'm getting drastically underpaid to work a job I'm miserable at. So I think she's got. I think she's got to bite the bullet on this. I really do. Yeah, I mean, I agree that that case was so public, and they could have gotten rid of her, honestly, because of everything. And I I hate to say it this way, but I have a feeling that um. If Johnny Depp was in the movie, he would have gotten fired uh, if this information came out. So, you know, I, I think that's part of the deal here. And I don't I usually don't like going there, but I just everything we heard about um, during that trial was so alarming. Um, and I watched fa- a few of the court episodes. It was very interesting. Yeah. And it like the whole situation was crazy. And these, these therapist notes guys, I know you all have probably read them already, but some of them are crazy. Like Elon Musk apparently stepped in and yeah. Like I was like, who the hell are you to threaten Warner brothers? Like go sit around. Give me an edit button on Twitter, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, favor. they were a couple, which I didn't even know. Um, yeah. They dated a while ago before she dated uh, Johnny Depp. She dated Elon Musk. <laughs> so yeah, this whole thing, this whole story was crazy. I just still can't believe that, we were allowed to get that's privileged information as far as I know. So if it was released for the court, that's fine. But how does it then get released to the public and how could people, I know it becomes part of public record, but those, but that would be just the report. Um, or the, what's it called? The, the transcription of the case, not the actual notes. Like to me, yeah, it's crazy. I have no idea. Yeah. But then I have again, no, like, yeah. like I said, like I, I don't care about any of this crap. Like I just, I care more about the reshoots of the movie and the audience walking, the test audience walking out than I do about the drama that, you know, was all behind the scenes. Right. And that's, that's like the second part of the article. They start talking about the prospects for Aquaman too. And uh, you know, what's exact, how are they going to obviously the promotion because the actor strike still going on. So they're not promoting it. Um, And this obviously is a lame duck film as we know, you know, so how exactly is it going to do? And, uh, obviously the first film was one point did 1.15 billion worldwide. So it's the highest grossing DC movie ever, which is crazy when you think about it, but it is so nuts. Uh, so you hope that the same people who saw the first one will want to see the second one. Uh, but yeah, with all the uncertainty about what's happening afterwards, and then you have gun kind of saying, yeah, a lot of those roles aren't going to continue on. Um, you know, Again, just like with the Flash and everything that came out this year, it's so weird to me that people can't go to like a sta- you know, air quotes, standalone movie and enjoy it. Like it's got to be, it's got to be connected to the bigger picture because what's next is what's really important. It's like, I agree. I, I don't understand people. Like 
you guys aren't living in the moment. You guys aren't enjoying what's in front of you. You're always anticipating the next thing. That's that's kind of no way to live life because you're not enjoying the the experiences that are happening right now, right in front of you. You're you're still waiting for like the next big thing, and what if that never comes? It's it's it feels very unfulfilling to me. Right. If see this, I just say this. See this movie as a sequel to the first one. If you like the first one and everything in the trailer, that's all it deals with. Right. It, Black Manta's back and and Orm the relationship with Orm and all of that is in the trailer. And that's the stuff you should want to see based off of the first film. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, that's why people should go. Not because like you said, of what's coming next or, Oh wow. It's not going to be part anything continuing on for years before this, this stuff happened before the MCU happened. It was just, everything was contained. Right. So you went then. So why, why can't you do that now? I don't know. It's it's goddamn millennials. (laughs) And again, I like shared universes. I, you're not a huge fan, but I am. So, but I, it would never prevent me from going. Uh, so I don't know. But guys, I know that story's been out, but definitely let us know what you thought about it. I think it's, again, I think it's crazy that we even got all that information from, from. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a DC <laughs> movie. Notes. You need a trade article about bad things to go with your DC movie. That's true. Can't be a DC film. Without without bad karma going into it, right? Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, well, one of the movies, the DC movie that was a hit, uh, that we all got together to see, of course, was the Batman. Matt Reeves, the Batman, which um, I hadn't watched it in a long time, and then recently I put it on. I'm like, I'm going to watch it again, and it really, it's such a good movie. It's I amazing. Don't, it's I don't wonderful. understand. Yeah, I don't understand people who who have problems with it. Uh, but again, not everyone's cup of tea. So the style is a little different. That's fine. It's my cup of tea. So there we go. But uh, Barry Keoghan's Joker uh, in the actual film, obviously wasn't a huge part. Then we got the extra scene and mm. kind of flesh it out a little more. Um, but he did an audition tape originally that was for the Riddler. And it cost him the audition tape only cost him 10 bucks. So guys, everyone out there, if you want to be in a movie, it might only cost you 10 bucks to get there. It was an interesting audition tape. Like I've watched it before. Yeah. It just came out recently cuz you think I think he did an article or an interview with Esquire? Yeah, he has a movie coming out. Um I'm forgetting the name right now. Is it Esquire or Empire? It was one of the two. I think it's Empire. Okay. And they they did like a whole feature on him and he was talking about his audition and you know how he was wanting to do it very like clockwork orange and it was very specific right. rectangles x's and all that jazz. And I was like, yeah, this really fits within like a clockwork orange type thing and while he looks like the Riddler, I get kind of what Matt Reeves saw in in making him the Joker. Like it's kind of that like quiet sadistic, you know, just like, oh, I'm not expecting this clown to kill me and then he does. Like, you know, cuz it, it's just interesting. I I think I could see it. And uh I could see why it's only 10 bucks like i'm i don't think anything really is that expensive that yeah. we've seen you know so yeah i wonder what the 10 dollars actually went to was it like did he like tip the bellhop like hey look i'm gonna be in the hallway of the hotel <laughs> don't tell anybody i'm gonna be running around for a little bit like i don't know yeah it wasn't like you said it wasn't it the, we've all seen it he released it a, while, a few months ago i think um yeah. and yeah it's nothing crazy uh, but the mood, like the his body language, it's all pretty much that's what it is. All body language, and you're right. The Clockwork Orange style, the Kubrick um, references, and all of that very much noticeable. And that just go that's just a testament to his knowledge of film and and you know 
um, wanting to portray a specific style. But yeah, he wanted to be uh, the Riddler. And I forgot, I forgot that. I mean, I remember Jonah Hill was Penguin. originally um, Rumored to be mentioned, Penguin. mentioned, but I didn't know he took the part. I don't remember him actually taking the part. Jonah Hill for the Riddler? Yeah. They, I think they, they, I think they offered to me the Riddler or Penguin and he turned both down. Okay. See, I need to be clear, clarified on that. But yeah. Um, but apparently Pattinson wanted him to play the Joker. Uh so oh, really? yeah so that that's that's the other layer uh that i heard in this so whatever but uh yeah guys 10 bucks so don't let don't think that something uh such a small amount can't work in your favor <laughs> because uh i mean obviously he's a fantastic actor what could period. you buy with ten dollars these days can you, like i feel like i can't even get like a full lunch with just ten dollars, at least in Manhattan, lunch should be fifteen. <laughs> yeah, it's raw. I mean, there are some pizza specials, maybe like a slice in a soda or something you can get for that, or two two slices in a soda, but not much more than that. You know, even the combo meals now at all the fast food places, pretty much. Which I'm going to start. Uh, I'm actually going to start reviewing Taco Bell's in the New Jersey area, uh, and I'm going to add them to the podcast because I heard people want uh, food reviews on our oh. podcast now. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a thing I saw on Twitter. Do it. Yeah. So I'm going to start reviewing uh, Mexican pizzas and uh, cheesy gordita crunches from different Taco Bells. Yeah, I'm just going to travel the state and review Taco Bells and okay try their tacos. I'm with you. I think you should. Yeah, I'm down. So that's a new segment to the show coming. It was, you know, I don't. It's going to be like Eric's car reviews, except I'm going to be eating. <laughs> And have a well, mouth. you did do. You famously did the one on Batman on film for the the Calzone for the Batman. I remember oh my that. God. That thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about that. My uh, talk about horrible pizza. Oh, yeah. if, if it wasn't for the Calzone part, that thing would have been atrocious. Yeah, it's got like that gravelly taste. I know, dude. I have. Yeah. When I was young, actually, so a little tangent. Me and my the closest thing after uh, to eat was always Little Caesars because like we live in kind of like a little isolated area of town, so there's not really much around us that's within walking distance. So we would get off the bus and like it'd be a treat for us to go to Little Caesars mm-hmm. and uh, get a pizza because you know we were kids, so we had like you know we had a couple bucks, and uh, their pizzas aren't expensive. But right. now it's like I was like, Good, no, I'll never eat that shit. <laughs> It's <laughs> like seven years old off the bus. We take the trek down to Little Caesars and get a pizza. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I. I was lucky enough. There was a pizza place near the. I went to Catholic school, and right around the corner there was a like a little strip mall, and they had a pizza place in there. So that's kind of where we would go um, on the way home from school. And I was walking home from school, but yeah, I can't. That didn't come for around that. here until I was around in high school, and by then I could drive to right. everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Sure. So, all right, well, let's switch houses for a little bit because there's some there's some exciting, well, depending on your opinion, there's some exciting stuff going on with Marvel as well. Uh, we all know that Loki 2 has started. I watched the first episode. I still haven't watched episode two yet. Um, I have to get to that. But um, episode one was very, very good. But one of the characters who was first introduced in season one of Loki was, of course, Kang, played by Jonathan Majors. And we all know that he's having legal issues. Yeah, uh, there's stuff going on. But 
there were no reshoots or recasting, as we know, for season two. Which um, is really impressive for Marvel because they're really into doing their post-production reshoots. Yes. The fact that they didn't have any, is I, a pretty, I think it's a pretty good sign. Yeah, I would think it's a good sign for that whatever the case is, it, they don't believe it's going to be he's well, I bet for be Loki. cleared. I meant the show. Like, <laughs> you know, I, obviously his part wasn't, let's say, as integral or whatever that it had to be shifted, I think, you know? Right. Because I, yeah. I haven't watched, I haven't got a chance, I just haven't had free time to watch Loki yet to get caught up. So I don't know even if he's in the first episode. Is he? He's not. He is not. His face is, but he's okay. not. So yeah. I imagine he's probably going to pop up later. I, I, and so. again, like, I think they're teasing him for his big Avengers movie. So, right. This kind of, it kind of makes sense to me. Like, yeah. I mean, he, oh, in season two, he, we didn't have any reshoots because Jonathan, you know, he's not a major part of the thing of Loki. By well, no, he, right. He was introduced, like you said, in season one. And then, well, of course, we got more of him in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, and it, it was a different version of Kang. As we know, he has many different, takes many different forms. So it was a different Kang in that one. Uh, then we saw Loki who was kind of this aloof, silly, you know, character mm-hmm. in that one. Uh, the one that we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp was totally not that completely opposite. So, yeah, I think, um, I think going into Loki, a lot of people were probably wondering, well, what's it going to be like? Cause he was in season one and they were a little bit, unsure of what's going on with him but apparently they're taking a wait and see approach which is what i think everyone should do uh again in this country we're supposed to be innocent till proven guilty but in the court of public opinion that rarely ever happens uh so all it takes is an allegation so um we'll see we'll see how the case pans out and stuff but for this show specifically i I agree with you i don't think he's gonna have a huge role in it if he's in it at all him actually i don't know He'll probably just, i i would so. imagine be something similar to season one where he pops up and right. like oh it's you again and it was like oh it's not me it's this is the other me right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> i feel like it's gonna be like one of those things yeah so we'll see we'll see how it pans out um in other marvel news uh the daredevil series which we thought was beginning and shooting and everything well apparently whatever direction they were going in wasn't liked so they fired the writers and they're going to replace them with new ones. And uh, my assumption is it's going to be bait closer uh, to the Netflix show than the version we got of him in She-Hulk. That's my assumption um, based off of that. So, yes, they're revamping Daredevil. Um, I think between this and the story, which I assume is the next story we're going to come and talk about, uh, Blade. Uh, yes, I I find this very interesting that if these were DC Warner Brothers properties, these would be labeled a probably the worst TV show ever written. So it had to get canceled. <laughs> uh, this movie was probably the second worst movie next to Aquaman of all time, Aquaman two of all time. Right, and walked out, and it, it's just funny what literally brand loyalty will do because Marvel can literally shit throw shit on a silver screen and people go see it and critique it like it's art. And if DC did that, they would demand their money back and probably storm Burbank. You know, it's just, it's yeah, funny. I mean, you know, they built it up over so long that, you know, Hey, look, we, we, we hit a couple rough patches and everyone's like, all right, let's know when you get it right. <laughs> like, it's just right. Wait and see. Yeah. They, they're automatically given the benefit of the doubt, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't, they don't have to earn anything because people no. are invested already. So 
they're like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that good, but, you know, we'll still go anyway just to see if it, you know, <laughs> just to see for ourselves and fi- find out if it's still if they're good still or they're crap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but the article does kind of go into a little deep, a little dig a little deeper and ask if the, the TV version of the MCU is slowing down. I mean, I think we're even seeing it in the films um, as well. I do think the overall genre is probably there's fatigue there, but specifically with the Marvel stuff, uh, we're seeing, which I thought was immune. I think we're seeing it too there because the- I don't, I never thought it was immune because I thought they were dumping too much on people. Right. I think the shows really put up. And while I've liked the majority of the shows, to be honest, yeah, you know, it, it's, I think people were like, Oh man, I gotta, I gotta keep up with this. Like, now Marvel's kind of becoming a chore, I feel like. It's like, oh, I got to watch this to watch this, but I didn't like this last thing, you know, like to kind of keep up with everything. I, um, I just feel like they oversaturated the market. I really right. do. It does peel the curtain back a little, though, because they talk about how um, with Moon Knight, uh, the show creator and writer Jeremy Slater quit, and then Muhammad Diop came in and took the reins. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Gao famously with She-Hulk, uh, wrote and developed, and then Kat Koiro came in and finished, was doing it until the end where they brought Gal so back. And TV stuff has had issues from day one. That's, yes, it, it like. clearly has. Uh, Secret Invasion, although I liked most of it until the finale. Uh, good. A I lot know, of I, people did I couldn't rewatch that, and it's just like, uh, I couldn't make it through. The finale is what did it for me. Like, I uh, liked up, up until that, I was with it. The best part of Secret Invasion so. is that early scene between Rhodey or what we think is Rhodey yes. and and Samuel Jackson in that like empty restaurant where he yes. threatens him. After that, it's all downhill though. I think the scenes with those two are are strong. All of Olivia Coleman's stuff is strong because she's just very good. I think um, killing Maria Hill is absolutely. Uh, that was not I'm yes. Cool. That was a kind of a rough pill to swallow. Uh, I was kind of hoping that mostly because also- we're in love. And uh, <laughs> I want to see her work more. Yeah, I was hoping she would be a, a scroll, but didn't turn out that she was. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it is uh, weird to hear uh, that's that these things are happening. But the fact they're like taking it back to formula with Daredevil. Um, you sound like Professor Strom in in, in Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, Norman, we've got to take it back to for back to formula. Yeah. Back yeah. to formula. <laughs> I know. It's it is it's it interesting because also like they make their shows like they make movies. Like they're always like yes. the articles like, oh we'll just fix it in post. And I was like, oh wow, that's very interesting. And people are like, oh now they're learning that you can't really do that in TV. Yeah, TV's different. <laughs> different it's true. It's different. Uncle Kevin yeah. can't help you here, kids. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Uncle Kevin walks in, he's like, All right, this sucks. We're starting over. It's I mean, not even my though- buddy. <laughs> Yeah, even, I mean, but remember hearing the story about She-Hulk, the, that episode where they kind of um, really broke the fourth wall and yeah. Kevin, was, he, they had his hat on the camera and that whole, that whole, it was great. But like, they ha- even had to go to him for that, like to get approval for that. I remember ta- us talking about that or mm-hmm. like, so he still is very much involved, but yeah, just it's TV is a different medium. It's just a completely different different medium and the the quote the specific quote that someone said they didn't give their name to it but uh there was a quote that came out that and someone said tv is a writer driven medium 
Marvel is a Marvel-driven medium. So that right there kind of tells you uh, they think they can do no wrong. And it's turning out that that's not the case. Oh, well, to be honest, they've been on such a run for the last, like, 10 years that, of course, they think they can do no wrong. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, Luis Gonzalez hits a pop fly on the on the edge of the infield grass and you lose the World Series. Yeah. It happens when you get a little cocky. Um, And and that's it. You know, just it had to – this was inevitable. It just was. There's no way they were going to continue that run and go on the way they were going on. They were, they were putting out billion dollar movies. Yeah, like it was nobody's business. And we I all know. know your favorite movie made a billion dollars, and it was, I think, one of the most boring things in the world. Got the <laughs> so it was so, like once when that happened, I was like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. What is this going to stop? <laughs> and then it did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything kind of post Endgame has been up in the air right and well i to be honest endgame should have been it if you ask me i think endgame should have ended it and then you should have rebooted it they could have yeah that would have made sense only because i want more steve rogers that would have made sense well but that's the other thing though with the multiverse they could bring him back if he wanted to come back like i don't like keep him here there is nothing preventing that uh no and i'm surprised tony stark has not come back yet well, everyone's talking about for Secret Wars, right? Dude, I was shocked he wasn't in Doctor Strange too. So. <laughs> yeah, they could. He could have done that. Sure, he could have. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also mentioned Blade, um, and this thing has had production issues from the jump. I feel like this is kind of like their Flash, uh, <laughs> in, in my opinion. Blade yeah. has become that. Um, but filming was uh, last report. We know filming was still set to begin in June in Atlanta. The writer strike obviously shut it down. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here, guys, with Blade. But uh, they call for another rewrite, apparently. And oh man, this is this is just difficult. I, I think there's a problem with Blade, and I think it involves violence and blood. And I don't think they know how to Disney line, make it a Disney type of product. You know, well, they're going I mean, with. They're still doing um, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, but that, know? that's that's also wait and see. I got to see what that's like because that's that's a whole different animal in itself. You keep saying that, but they keep saying that no, it's fine. It's going to be just like the other ones. Of course, they're and... going to say that. Of course, they're going to say that. <laughs> like it's they're they're going to say the company line. That's great. I want to see the movie. Yeah, that's true. How many f bombs are going to be in, in a Disney Daredevil uh, blood t- uh, Deadpool movie? Right, like, well, a Disney Deadpool put movie. It Fox. They'll probably <laughs> still like say it's, it's Fox. Twentieth century, yeah. Fox right. So just they'll just put it under twentieth century. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> they, they they will take the Disney part. They won't have the little the Magic Kingdom thing in the beginning with the whole mm-hmm. Disney. They'll just cut that out. They don't want people to remind people that it's that. Uh, it would be funny if they did that, but but uh, I imagine no, there's a joke in there somewhere that they're gonna make. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I, I I have to imagine uh, Ryan Reynolds does something with it. Like yeah. he's he's just too good at that. So I'm sure, and he does it in such a charming way that <laughs> it's mm. hard to get mad at him. But apparently, everyone who's still attached to Blade is still attached. They haven't changed directors this time. Uh, everyone's still kind of there. Um, it's still scheduled to be released on February on Valentine's Day in 2025. 
Um, but yeah, how's this I, movie gonna make? How's it gonna make? I don't know. I don't know. That movie's gonna know. get delayed. Huh? That movie's getting delayed. Oh, sure. I I'm waiting for that little bit of news to come out that Blade is getting, uh, Blade will be getting renewed. Yes, I'm waiting for that information. Uh, all right, but let's kind of stick still in, in at least in Marvel, uh, in the MCU. Um, Fantastic Four. Matt Shackman, we know, is the director of the uh, Fantastic Four movie coming up. Uh, and he did an interview with... God, why am I forgetting the production? Was uh, it Collider? Yes. I'm sorry. Brain fart. Thank you. He did yeah. an interview with Collider where he talks about the development, um, obviously how he has deep love for the characters. Uh, he's happy the writer strikes over so they, they can get that going. Uh, the filming is still planned for next year. It'll be in the spring and they're filming in at Pinewood studios in London. We all know about, um, the fa- that famous studio where so many great, great movies were, uh, filmed. He says he can't give away too much about how it's going to stick out, uh, from previous Marvel films. Uh, but he says he has free reign to do what he wants to do. That's not true. <laughs> Sorry, that's bullshit. He believes the film will offer a unique experience, unlike anyone anything anyone has seen in Marvel yet. I don't believe that because he sounds like what's her name is directing the Marvels as well. She said the exact same thing. Here's my take on all this. It's still in production. He's directing it. Let's go forward. I don't believe it. He's still he's still under the Marvel umbrella. They're gonna tell him he's gotta do this, this, and this, because they're doing that, that, this, and that. He's, uh-huh. he's got to connect it. So he, he doesn't have free reign. He, he probably has like, I would say he's probably in control of 80% of this movie. 80% of it's his. And then the rest of it belongs to Kevin Feige and what they want to do with the next couple of films, including their post credit scene. But he's, he, I'm glad he's talking about it. That means he's still attached to it because we never heard anything from Watts about this movie. Right? No, we didn't, you know, and it's like, uh, and it kind of, it, I can see, I kind of expect something similar to happen with Fantastic Four that we expect to see with Batman, the Brave and the Bold, because I don't think Andy Muccietti is going to direct it. I think he'll direct something else at that point. But I just think they put a name to a film to get people attached because, you know, they thought The Flash was going to be good. Um, so they wanted to get people like, oh, OK, he's, he's still around. So let's do that. And I feel like that's what Marvel did with John Watts up until Fantastic Four. And they found who they really wanted to direct it. So. I think that'll follow something similar, but uh, I, I, you know, whatever, dude, just don't tell me it's going to be different than the rest. Cause it's not going to be, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's going to, it's going to be fun. I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but like, I don't expect it to be like groundbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I don't, the fact that we've had two attempts at this and it hasn't, they haven't, neither one has really landed. Uh, that's what's giving me the most, um, what's it called the most promise i guess because there's still a great fantastic four movie out there to be to be seen right for them to make you never watched the incredibles well yeah that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) you never watched the incredibles (laughs) i didn't think i never i i I honestly never look at uh those animated films that way but yeah that would be the best probably one version of it that uh that we've gotten yeah i love that film i gotta rewatch that movie the Incredibles? Yeah, it's really good, man. Yeah, it is. It's very <laughs> Elastigirl. Good. Great tush. 
It's a cartoon. It's fine. You have issues. Serious. Those guys at Pixar, they get me. (laughs) Oh, boy. Have you ever heard about Lauer talking about Bo Peep from Toy Story? Don't get me. (laughs) Please. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) They're cartoons, guys. Sorry. Um, Well... Christmas is coming, as we know. First, we got to get through Halloween, which, again, Pete and I are still discussing how, what we're going to do for Can the show. Can I get show. to Thanksgiving before we start discussing right. Christmas? But, but no, we're, the prep for things for Christmas starts now, like things that people are releasing, new things. Well, The only those... thing you should be prepping for Christmas is my gift. <laughs> oh, it's all about you, isn't it? Goddamn oh. right it is. <laughs> Well, what about a what about Merry Little Batman? What about Ooh. that? Well, that sounds interesting. I'll watch it on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna eat. Watch while I'm eating my turkey. <laughs> well, it's gonna come out a little earlier. October. I'm oh, sorry, December eighth is when um, Merry Little Batman will come out. Um, sees Damian Wayne, Robin become a miniature Dark Knight. Uh, there's a poster release for it. It's very, very cute. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this is what it's about. It's an animated family action comedy destined to join the rogues gallery of classic holiday movies. When young Damian Wayne finds himself alone in Wayne Manor on Christmas Eve, he must transform into little Batman in order to defend his home in Gotham city from the crooks and supervillains intent on destroying the holidays. So the voice cast includes Jonas. I can't say his name. Uh, Luke Wilson, James. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda, somebody. Kibrib? Kibrib? I don't know. I tried. Luke Wilson, James Cromwell, and David Hornsby. Uh, directed by Mike Roth. So I'd like go. to give a shout out to all those morons who complained on the internet when uh, Warner Brothers and Discovery was selling the animation rights to Batman and complained about it. It's got to be in-house and all this other. Guess mm-hmm. what? You are getting your first taste of Batman on Amazon. Enjoy it. Shut your mouths and wait and see. That's all I have to say. So all the idiots who complained on Twitter and were babbling like morons, this is what you got. And it looks uh, looks fairly interesting. Yeah. I mean, the the uh, poster's cute. It's got the, the Joker kind of overseeing a snow globe with Batman and little mm-hmm. Batman. Uh, and, it, and to be honest, those are the same people who did not watch the Aquaman HBO Max three parter that we reviewed on this show. Uh, that was made in house. None of you watched it because of the animation style. So oh. you guys don't know what you want. It's like the people who complain about the Green Lantern show who never read a Green Lantern book. I know that that Aquaman thing was pretty damn funny. <laughs> that Aquaman cartoon, yeah, that's pretty damn funny. I enjoyed that. So Mara with her baseball bat was pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking of the stuff in my head um, from that show. Uh, we got some more information because Batgirl, this this thing just never goes away. Uh, but yeah, uh, Batgirl Extra is suing Warner Brothers for a accident that they had on set, uh, which I guess is fine, but why are we hearing about it now? And... Does this mean that the accident was recorded and we're actually going to see our first footage from Batgirl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it left her with a broken thigh, shin, hip, pelvis, thumb, and a head gash. What what was she doing? Like grappling from building to building? (laughs) Well, she was on the motorcycle and it does have cameras and says that it was filming. So 
we might get some footage in the court case. Wow, we're finally going to get a leak of footage of Batgirl. And it's because of this lawsuit. That might be pretty phenomenal, I might say. That would be damn funny, actually. Oh, man. Imagine if the whole movie is now evidence and it's available for public view. <laughs> yeah, the people on Reddit will get this, too. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. That's great. I would that love is... this. Well, we talked. We mentioned Thanksgiving, and there is a new movie coming out, a horror film called Thanksgiving. Eli Roth, of course, who does horror, been in films, mm-hmm. he's a horror guy. Uh, Blumhouse, all that, uh, all that stuff has really. There's a trailer for this. I've seen. I saw the little teaser one, and now I've seen the official one. I've seen it in the theaters since I've been to the movies. Aren't you excited I, for this? I really am. Dude, I'm I've really... been waiting for this since 2007, since Grindhouse when they did those fake trailers, and this was one of them. Uh-huh. I've been waiting for this for so long. Fudge Gilbert, like I am so excited for this. It looks so, really does look good. I'm very, very intrigued. Uh, brutal, yes. Um, well, that's just his style. Right. Of course. Like, it's it's his style, and it's his film, you could tell. But, yeah, we're adding another slasher. Like, that's how I look at it, too. This is going to obviously... I can't get a Jason movie, so I might as well get a Killer Pilgrim. Killer Pilgrim with an axe. <laughs> That's what we're getting, and oh, he like some of the stuff in the trailer, like cooking them in the oven, and all the stuff that makes like that we love about oh, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's, it's weird. yeah, it's totally great. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Again, like I said, every time when I go to the movies now, I want to see that trailer. I keep saying, "Oh, I hope they show the Thanksgiving trailer." So I am super, I'm super, super stoked for it, and I just can't wait. I literally cannot wait for this movie to come out. The slate, all the slate coming up. I'm, I, Pete and I have talked about. I know he jokes about Captain Marvel being my favorite uh, Marvel film or one of my favorite movies. It's not, uh, but I do like it more than most, and I'm def- definitely also looking forward to the Marvels. Uh, obviously, that trailer's been out, and people have been um, talking about the film. Uh, so. I wonder, that's a film I wonder how good it's going to do uh, going forward. Obviously, Pete mentioned before, the first one made over a billion dollars uh, with the state of movies right now. I don't know if it's going to do that well, but uh, it's going to be interesting adding, again, adding Kamala to it, coming off of Ms. Marvel, and now she has a fan base. So you're going to get some of those fans. I'm sure you're going to have some of the, the Monica Rambo fans. Uh want to see her story continue from WandaVision. Uh, and then now, of course, we have the uh, the Carol. Whether this is the last one with her, I don't know. Uh, that's been kind of rumored about. But we'll see. But those are some of the, that's another some of the slate that's going on. And uh, that's coming up. Uh, the Marvels. I was just talking a little about the Marvels. Uh, I, I'm excited for the Marvels. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying like um it's it's going to have those added layers obviously of having Kamala and then Monica uh The Kamala it. stuff's the stuff I can't so, wait to see. Yeah. With her and Rambo and and uh, and what's her name? Stoneface. Carol? Um, yeah, Danvers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to see uh the Marvels. Yeah. That's coming soon uh November 
I think the first week of November. I think so. And then, of course, uh, yeah. I think back to Thanksgiving, that doesn't come out to like the middle of November. And I think that's a huge missed opportunity. I feel like they should have released it now. I always get, I always enjoy when movies based on holidays are, are released around the holiday. You know, so I don't mind it being in November. Like, I hate when Christmas movies come out during the summer because I can't even get into them. Fair. You know, it's just weird. And I know it's like, it's like a, December's a weird time to release movies because they always say like, which is not true anymore because I think Aquaman and Star Wars debunked that. That people are out doing Christmas stuff and not paying, you know, they're too busy. Well, on Christmas, yeah. Like on Christmas, that's always been a big day to remove. But you're right. Before, as the season's going on. Yeah. I kind of agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, but yeah, there's good, there's some good, good things to look forward to at the end of the year, this year coming up. Um, and that's, you know, in our space, the stuff we talk about, the Marvels is the next one. So yeah. I'm interested to see where that goes. That's what I was just saying. Like, is this the last one with Carol? Mm-hmm. Is she done I'm after sure. this? I just don't know what that movie's going to bring to the table. It's very fascinating. I don't know. But I'm I'm interested to see the kind of like I don't know, freaky Friday teleportation thing. Like I, I'm interested to see like just Ms. Marvel or what's what? Yeah, Ms. Marvel in awkward situations because I think she's best at like her kind of like what you know like she's yeah. kind of like, she does that girl who plays Kamala does an amazing job when she's like shocked. Right, she's the she's a kid, right? Yeah. So that's the fun. That's the fun part. The innocence of her being a kid and then Carol being the stoic one. And then Monica kind of the, the, I guess she's the level-headed one of the three, in my opinion. Um, the most level-headed. But it's going to be fun to see the dynamic, how they play off each other. Did you get a cameo in the movie? Did they realize, like, since you're the biggest Ms. Marvel <laughs> fan on the planet, they're like, we have to have Holzy Mon on this, on this movie? No, no, I didn't. They what asked about you, they- though. They asked about you because of your Jersey connection with, with Kamala. And so I told him the Prince of New Jersey was busy. So I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Eric, for throwing me Sorry. a bone. Sorry about that. This could have been my big break. Could have been. Could have been. I could have replaced Kevin Feige and fixed what? all this. <laughs> what if you could be in that kind of a movie, what would you want to be? Me? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to be Sal, who makes Harley Quinn the egg sandwich. <laughs> that's cool. That, I that's, like that. That, that would be my role. That that would be cool. Short order chef. Yeah, that would work. That would be a cool little role. I think I'd want to be kind of one of the, uh, the government agents that are involved. I think that's something. That's Just the guy who wears the, the black suit and the black tie who doesn't say anything in the no, background. They, he's we say piece. things, but, but we're just kind of like, like the head one who kind of handles the government side of things. I think that'd be a role that I'd like to. So you want to be J. Edgar Hoover? Hoover? No, I don't be the head of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like head of not um, Valentina DeFontaine, whatever her name is. I don't want to be someone like that. Ooh. But. Someone Julia in. Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Still got it. Or Ross. I don't want to be Ross. I don't know. But it would be fun. It'd you be, can, you be can fun grow a decent mustache. To be in the movie. Well, I have a beard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Now. You could grow a decent mustache. So. Alright. You could be well, a Hulk. You could be a Red Hulk. That would be fun. 
I don't know how to play. Obviously, everything's CGI now, so I wouldn't get to put on a costume. But it'd, it'd be, be Hulkmon. <laughs> Eric Hulksmon. <laughs> the Incredible Hulksmon from Long Island. Great. Now I have another name. This That's is this isn't better. And then we do on the show. We call him nicknames for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm actually developing a Holes Mania logo as we speak, to be honest with you. That's great. All right. Well, we're at the end of this one. So, Pete, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Pete Illustrated on Twitter, Instagram, Vero, Mastodon, Threads, your sister's ass. Okay. Uh, you can follow this podcast at straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Italians for Spidey at uh, the Italian Spider. Well, it's actually the Italian Spider-Man Coalition at Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Uh, check out the Batman Book Club. I'm there with Ryan Lauer. I got a special episode this week for this month, the Long Halloween special. Batmanfilm.com, Batmanfilm YouTube, Batmanfilm podcast. I'm all over there. Thank you, sir. You guys know where to find me on Twitter or X, whatever we call it now. It's at finally 33 spell finale 33. Pete mentioned this SOG handle at straight underscore O underscore G for all of the news and information and everything revolving around the show. That is the account you want to hit up. Of course, Facebook, Facebook group. Definitely, guys, start interacting there. Let us know what you think about the shows. Uh, any ideas you have, just post them up in the comments. Post them up in, sorry, on the, on the board and uh, we'll get at it listen to you um again we'll be having our contest winner on probably within the next probably the next recording or the following one so uh look out for that and uh yeah definitely get the rate and review as pete always mentions rate and review on itunes get over there we haven't given a prize out in a while so we want to yeah what the hell are you guys doing like free st- stuff yes we want to give you some some prizes and show you the your our appreciation for you listening to us because we do appreciate um, that uh, that you choose us among all the other shows out there, that we are at least one of the ones in your rotation. We definitely appreciate that and, and all the love and support you've given us from the beginning. All right, I think that's it. So for Pete, I'm Eric. You're listening to Strand of Gotham. We'll see you next time. Booyah!